Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. Hey, good morning again. Hey, that was good back there. Good job. It's great to have you all. And uh, my name's John, lead pastor at the Vine, and we are in a series You really can't miss it here, can you? What's the series called? You got it. Romans, great guess. And uh, we are in a wonderful series out of this incredible book of Romans. And want to uh, just remind you that today as we look at God's word, we're going to see this. Remember, no one, no one keeps God's laws perfectly. Only Jesus does. And so uh, last week we saw from Romans chapter 2, 11, that God does not show partiality. It says, for God shows no partiality. Now, whether uh, we're talking about any person, and in that ancient world, the world of people were divided into two groups, the Jews and the Gentiles, the non-Jews, if you will. And, And the Jews and the Gentiles... They all failed to keep God's laws perfectly. And because they forgot and failed to keep God's laws perfectly, they deserved God's wrath. We saw that coming from Romans chapter 1, verse 18. The Jews tried to keep God's laws. They they were immersed in the teaching of the law, but they failed. No one kept it perfectly. And the Gentiles didn't have God's law, but we'll see next week in Romans chapter 2, verse 15, that it says that the law of God was written on their hearts. So they knew it, and they failed to keep God's law. So the point here is everyone failed. And today, uh, don't, aren't you glad that you can join that company of failure? All right, hey, we all failed to keep God's laws. We cannot do it on our own, but there truly is good news, and we're gonna see that today. And uh, so I wanna invite you to look at our passage this morning, and we're gonna dig in and go through this passage teaching, and then uh, see our hearts changed and our lives changed by the wonderful gospel of Christ. So Romans chapter two, beginning in verse number 12. Paul writes this, For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law, and all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. Here in verse number 12, Paul is teaching that no one keeps the law perfectly, whether a Jew or a Gentile. So look at that verse again. It says, for all who have sinned without the law, there it's describing the non-Jews, the Gentiles. They will perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law, we know that's the Jews, they were constantly taught in a context of God's word, which was the law, the Old Testament, that pointed to their need for God's grace. But they all failed, just like we would. Uh, they're no different from us. The Jews grew up learning God's laws, and, and, uh, and the Romans or, or the Gentiles did not. 
But uh, both broke God's laws and they, do, they both fell into sin and they both deserved eternal punishment. You see, here we'll see in, uh, that the law of God, which is the commandments of God specifically, but the word of God generally is good for us because it shows us our sin and our need for Jesus. And it showed those people in Paul's day that they needed to look forward to a savior. Only one person could keep that law perfectly and it was Jesus alone. You see, if you grew up in a Christian home today, you've probably heard that over and over again. And you're probably familiarized with the law of God. But here's the question for you all. If you grew up in a Christian home, how many of you did? Okay, how many of you have kept the word of God perfectly? Raise your hand. <laughs> Seeing none. <laughs> we would lie if you did. Seeing none, the answer is, look, yeah, we've had been many of us. A lot of you have raised your hand. You've been steeped in the word of God. You've enjoyed the beauty of learning about God and his grace. And yet every one of us, every one of us, including me, have failed and continue to struggle with sins. So those are the people who've been sort of under the law. We're kind of like a lot of us are kind of like the Jewish people. But there's some of you here that did not grow up with God's word. You did not grow up in a Christian context. You didn't have the privilege of learning this wonderful word. And yet you're still responsible to keep it. Let me give you an example. If you went to a, a, a traffic light and, and it was, you were trying to make a red but, or a right and it's red... And it, there's a sign there to the right that clearly says, no turn except on green. Okay? And it's red, and you make a turn, and you hear this, woo! You get pulled over, and the police officer asks you, sir, ma'am, um, did you realize you just made a right turn on a red, and that sign said, that's illegal? And she said, you say, I didn't see the sign, so I'm free, right? Uh-uh, you're responsible. You see, you broke the law. And even if you are not aware of it, and we as Americans, we're really pretty aware of these laws that we are supposed to abide by. And we're, we, if it's a law of the land, we have to keep it even if we don't know about it. Ignorance Ignorance of the law is, is no excuse. So here's the point. Verse 12, we're all lawbreakers, whether we grew up learning the law or not. And we all deserve death. And, and that is hard news. Okay? And that's verse number 12. <laughs> Yay. But there's verse 13. In verse 13, Paul makes a little bit different shift in his teaching. And remember, we've talked about that no one keeps the law perfectly, only Jesus does. And verse 13, he says this, that there's only one way that you can begin to keep the law more and more, to God's word, is, is to look to the one who kept it, to look to Jesus. And by his grace, 
knowing that he perfectly kept it, he will give you the power, the ability, the strength, the desire to keep God's word. Okay, so so we're going to dig in mostly in verse 13 today, and we're going to see that there's two kinds of people here. A person who, one, doesn't remember God and his grace, and secondly, another person that does. So let's look at this today. First of all, we're going to look at a hearer who forgets and a doer who remembers. So first of all, a hearer who forgets. Remember, this is describing in verse 13 the Jews who had the law, or we today who maybe grew up with understanding and knowing God's word. The hearers of the law were were taught God's laws over and over from birth to old age. And we know the Jews had lots of laws. They didn't just have the Ten Commandments. They had 613 daily laws specified that they had to keep. And believe me, they failed a lot, just like we all do. And they knew this. So they thought... They thought a couple different ways. They thought either this way, I know the law. And because, and yet they didn't necessarily live it out. And they became too confident in thinking, it's really about my work, my efforts, my abilities. Or they tried to justify themselves by the works of the law. And again, they thought they could keep most of it and compared to others, they thought, we're pretty good. But uh uh-uh, God's word teaches us he doesn't grade on a curve, does he? The Jews were responsible, just like we today, to keep the law perfectly. And they could not, and we cannot. So he says in verse 13 again, for it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God. Just because you're here today, if you go break the laws or the word of God that we're talking about, that's that's failing to keep and honor your commitments before the Lord God. So God's word talks about this a lot in different ways about people that hear the word and don't keep it. And we know the book of James is replete with this. And remember, James was the brother, half-brother of Jesus. And before the resurrection, he didn't even believe in Jesus. But after the resurrection, he becomes a powerful writer of God's word. And he says that those who are hearers only are deceived. Look at James 1.22. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, And perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. He will be blessed in his doing. You know, it's pretty unthinkable for us to look in the mirror and to forget about what we look like, especially when you look at yourself early in the morning, right? And you go, oh, I look like that. 
You see all those wrinkles? I know some of you don't have any. And you go, ooh, I look like that? You, you see, you so easily remember what you look like when you see yourself in the mirror. And here God is saying it'd be crazy for you to forget what you look like. But here in James, he says, if you truly hear God's word, as James puts it, you will look into the perfect law of liberty, his word. It gives you freedom, and you will not just be a hearer who forgets. You will be a doer who acts. And you, in your doing, you will be blessed. Why? Because you'll be keeping God's laws, relying on his word. You'll be saying, God, I'm keeping your word because... I'm grateful for what you've done. It's like one Princeton president said one time, he said, God's grace is like, and, the, and, and really the motivation for doing good works and obeying God is like a massive PS saying, thank you, God, for the gift of eternal life. Amen. We give thanks. We are grateful for what Christ has done for us, perfectly keeping his, his laws and his word. And therefore, because we're, we're in union with Christ, those of us who know him, we get to be seen by our Heavenly Father as perfect. And this is staggering, mind-blowing. Jesus taught also about this this concept in, in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, he taught a, through, a, through a story called a parable. And he said this, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. You see, in this parable, Jesus is teaching about two different kinds of people who both built a house. On the outside, both of these houses look great, you know, probably belonged in better homes and gardens. You know, beautiful houses on the outside. The problem, the foundation they were built on. One house was built on rock, the other on sand. And of course we know the one built on rock, the rock was built on Jesus. Ultimately, he's saying, I'm the rock. If you build your house on me and my grace... It'll, it will hold through any storm. But if you build it on sand, which is your paltry works, your, your failing efforts, it's going to blow away. It's going to fail. And so here Jesus teaches this similar teaching that here that building your life on sand is thinking that what you are doing is making you right before God. Building your life on the rock, Jesus, is faith in Christ's work, which motivates your heart to do good works. So if you have faith in Jesus, if you know his love, truly you will be a doer 
because you will be remembering constantly God's grace and your need for it. So this leads to the second kind of person. Not just a hearer who forgets. This is the kind of people we should be more and more and more. But a doer who remembers. Uh, Romans 2.13 says, But the doers of the law, they will, who will be justified. You see, the second half of verse 13 describes a person who has received Jesus and his grace by faith. When we receive Jesus by faith, he changes our hearts. He gives us his Holy Spirit. What does his Holy Spirit do? His Holy Spirit kicks out, pushes out our old desires and pushes in and creates in our hearts new desires for him and desires to ultimately obey him and his word. And so here, the doers of the law will be justified are not just people relying on their works or their efforts. They are people who are in love with God and his great work of salvation. They know their need for a savior. And they are saying, God, thank you, thank you, thank you for that work, and we are building our life on you. You see, the word justified here is not actually the, the word for sinless perfection as it is in other passages, but it means really the uh, God approving of good works, yet not without sin of his children. Verse 13 is tied into that uh, that scripture, Romans 2.16, that's talking about the final judgment where it says on that day, which is the day of Christ's return, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Jesus Christ Jesus. You see, doers of the law are motivated to work hard for God because they're confident in God's work for them. They know how saved they've been from, by Christ. Doers of the law are constantly remembering and thanking God. Jesus, you died, you were raised from the dead, and you poured out your Holy Spirit on us, on me. And it's a growing confidence that causes us more and more to become these doers of the law. So I'm reading uh, God's word with some of you and sent out a, a reading plan earlier in the year, the first of the year, and uh, we just went through Hebrews. And I was just impressed that even coming to the faith chapter, which is Hebrews 11, there is so much obedience going on. And, and I saw it just in a couple verses I wanted to show you. Eleven, Hebrews 11, 8. By faith, Abraham. Yeah, he was a man of faith. But look what he did. What, look what it says. He, what? By faith, Abraham obeyed. obeyed. When he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. It's not just like... Oh, I received, I looked forward to God by faith and everything was great. No, he put his whole life on the line. He moved his whole family to a land he did not know where he was going. Why? He obeyed. He trusted God by faith. So much he relied on God's grace that gave him the power, the ability, the strength to obey God.
Also, another, another hero of the faith, Rahab, who was a prostitute. And by the way, she ends up crazy enough in Jesus' lineage in Matthew's account. And it says, by faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given friendly welcome to the spies. Now, why did she not perish? Why? She was obedient. And guess what? It's not like she, okay, I have faith in Jesus. I believe in this God of Israel. She didn't know a lot of details, but she knew Israel had this God who was one God that she looked forward to for salvation for herself. And when she did, she was given power, ability to obey. What did she do? She hid these spies. Guess what would happen if she was found out by her city? She would have been killed for sure. She risked her life. Obedience to Christ is founded and given as we rely on Jesus who gives us the grace, the ability, and strength to obey him. So these are just a few examples of doers of the law. We can look at many, many, many in Scripture who did God's work because of Christ's work. And we want to remember to do good works because Jesus finished all the work. Thanks be to God. Amen is right. You see, the Ten Commandments are a good summary of the law of God. They are valid today, just as valid as they were for Israel. And and so today we need the Ten Commandments. And of course, there are many other commandments, but they're a good summary. And so do you know the Ten Commandments? Here they are. They're found in Exodus chapter 20 and Deuteronomy chapter 5. I'd encourage you, honestly, if you don't know these, memorize these. If you've been, this would be a good thing to put into your mind and heart. No other gods, number one. Number two, no graven images. Number three, no name of the Lord in vain. Number four, keep the Sabbath holy, still valid, Lord's Day, today is the Christian Sabbath. We could talk more about that. Number five, honor your father and mother. Number six, do not murder. Number seven, do not commit adultery or sexual sin. It can be translated that way. Number eight, do not steal. Number nine, do not lie. Number 10, do not covet. Do you keep these? The answer is, I'd love to see someone who would say, I've kept all those. There was a guy in the New Testament, or rich young ruler, said, I, I did, pretty much did all these. Jesus shot him down pretty fast. <laughs> you see, the more we're convinced of God's saving love for us, the more we'll be empowered and strengthened to live for him, to build our life on the rock, to buy God's grace, to keep his commandments. To keep his holy word. The power is in Christ, not in you. It's not about you sucking it up or grin and bear it. Hold on. Man, I'm going to do better. No. You have to be desperate for Jesus and by faith saying, 
Nothing in my hands I bring, only the cross I cling. I, I need Christ alone. I need him. I, need, I long for him. He has to come and actually change my heart. That will, And when my heart is changed, remember repentance is, begins in the mind, moves to the heart, and then it changes the hands. Our practices change. Our living changes. Everything changes. So how do we do this more and more? So every week we take communion. So I just wanted to focus on this table of remembrance for just a few moments. In the Old Testament, the Passover was the feast, remember, that was celebrated as the God's people, the Jews, were leaving um, from Egypt and God told them on the night when the death angel was sent to destroy every person where there was not blood on the, on the door frame of the house, the firstborn was, of their family was going to be killed. And, and so the Jews put the blood of a, of a lamb, a spotless lamb, if you will, on the on on the frame of their door and the death angel passed over. And of course it was the Egyptians or in that day, the Gentiles of that day who didn't believe and many of them, their children, their firstborns were killed. The Passover, it was a great moment that pointed forward to ultimately to Jesus who would come and he would ultimately die on the cross but his death was not needed over and over again. He wasn't, wasn't the blood of lambs or goats or bulls. He died, Jesus, the perfect son, because he was perfectly obedient. When he died, it was, Hebrews tells us, the once for all sacrifice. Never again needed to be repeated. But today, we remember that once for all sacrifice over and over again. Jesus died, and here we come today to his body broken, his blood shed. We remember our desperate need for grace. And that's what will motivate you to live more and more for Christ in obedience to him. You can't do it on your own church. You can't do it in your own efforts. You need Christ. And we need every bit of his grace, these elements, this word, Fellowship of, with one another. Good grounding in, in, in Christ, in good doctrine and belief in Jesus. All these things cause us more and more and more to know his grace and be committed to it. So when the storms hit, our life, our hearts have been built on the rock, Jesus the Lord. Amen. And it will stand. And we will grow in obedience more and more and more. You know, um, I've, I've had so much information about the gospel in my life. I grew up, I went kindergarten through 12th grade in Southern California in a Christian school. Went to Illinois to a Christian college for four years. I've been to three seminaries I even have my doctorate of ministry. I've had so much school 
<laughs> it's been wonderful, and it is God's grace. I've loved it. It's been, a, it's been a gift, but let me tell you this. Just like you, I can't keep up with obeying everything I know to be true. Just like you, honestly, I fail to keep this word perfectly. But friends, family of God, we can grow in this together as we look to Jesus and him alone who has perfectly kept every law and every bit of his word. May we renew our commitment to by faith look to Jesus alone and remember though we can't keep the law and no one keeps the law of God perfectly. Jesus alone does. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your grace, for your work, and your word, your Holy Spirit. We praise you for yourself. Refresh us by the gospel of Christ. Change our hearts so that our hands and our very lives will be different, even leaving this place today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.